0: everyone. Uh, excellent day today and excited to be here on another episode of our podcast. And today we have a special guest, Ben Cole. How's it going?
1: Great. Thanks for having me. How are you doing?
0: Yeah, doing great. Doing doing good. Like I said, excellent day today. And um, our first question, usually for our um, for our uh, guests, uh, is that our audience is I want to get to know you a little bit. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to where you are now. Yeah,
1: definitely. So um, mainly a lot of what I'm going to focus on, what our our company focuses on is a lot on the financial accounting operations side of things. So we help companies optimize their their ERP platforms. But kind of going back to how I got my start, um, what I kind of studied in college was finance and MIS or information systems, right? So that's kind of led me to where I'm at today. Um, I've always had a passion for technology and numbers, really. So it's kind of a good mesh between the two and had worked uh, up until 2021 for a handful of different companies. I've uh, been in the space since 2016 and wanted to branch out on my own. So for the past two years, I've been helping companies um, through our company. kind of, We've got seven people right now. So like that smaller kind of startup vibe. I've worked for companies that are a billion dollars in revenue to other startups. I worked for a startup in Austin, Texas for a little bit, and really always wanted to do my own thing. Um, We have some other entrepreneurs in our family. So it's something I always saw growing up as well, and um, kind of took that journey two years ago. And it's been a fun ride, but always been in this space and um, really enjoyed it, but just wanted to do my own thing and, you know, work with some other friends of mine that, that I've hired along the way. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun so far.
0: That's great. Um, so tell us a little bit about uh, ERP Connect and, and the problem that you're solving for your clients.
1: Yeah, definitely. So like I said, started ERP Connect two years ago. Um, I've been working with Microsoft ERP solutions um, since 2016, like I had mentioned. The one we specifically focus on at ERP Connect is called Business Central. It's kind of in that SMB or you know small and medium business space and what we help people do or what I've helped people do historically is actually implement these financial and operations systems um, and more recently have started to create our own apps that sit in Microsoft's App Store. so really a technology company now but we create these apps that sit on top of the base platform that Microsoft creates in order to get people more. Uh, efficiencies and automation and reporting. So we've got a lot of tools around dashboarding and reporting. And then we also have tools that just help people work with the tool uh, quicker, less button clicks, more efficiently and automating various processes uh, within the system. So I have, a, I have a passion for automation and really doing things more efficiently. So that's kind of where uh, a lot of our roots lie and what I've tried to build the company around and what we've been able to offer and really hit home on uh, with our clients recently. So, I mean, really anybody who runs their own business needs uh, an ERP solution of some sorts. I'm, I'm biased. I like Business Central, but if you don't, you can use a lot of other things out there. Um, NetSuite and Intact and a lot of these others are good alternatives. I would just stay away from QuickBooks would be my, my only recommendation. Um, but yeah, really everybody needs an ERP. So it's a good place to be and to work with other Uh, business owners as well, which uh, I always like doing to see other people grow too.
0: Great. And for our audiences who are not familiar with ERPs, can you share just a little bit about what what that is, what it stands for, and then what what the typical uh, business processes that it does?
1: Yeah. So ERPs, uh, Enterprise Resource Planning, um, like I said, familiar one that a lot of people know is QuickBooks, right? So essentially what the ERP is doing is taking every input and output so think of it as every sales order or sales invoice that comes in, holding your customers so that you can build those customers and collect the cash, uh, also doing everything from a purchasing standpoint. So purchasing materials or paying vendors or contractors, and then having that whole flow through the system. So literally, from if you're a manufacturer, let's say, or a distributor, it will make it easier. You're a distributor, you buy something, that inventory comes in from your vendor, sits in your warehouse, and then you sell it to your customer, hopefully to profit, the ERP is tracking that whole life cycle and then reporting out to say, okay, you bought it for 100, you sold it for 110, and it sat in your warehouse for 20 days or something. This is how much your warehouse rent costs. So here's your profitability based on all of these different metrics, right? So it's taking all the inputs and outputs and trying to then create reports that are meaningful so that you can take your business and make some decisions in order to to grow or scale or really whatever you're looking to do. That that's the backbone of really every piece of financial information and inventory and operational information that you can find uh, in order to take all these different things that are happening and consolidate it into like one view in your system is kind of that unified ERP vision.
0: And it's so it stands for enterprise resource planning. Is that only applicable to enterprise solutions or is it applicable also to small businesses? No, yeah.
1: It's just a, it's just an industry term that's been around okay. forever. Um, but I mean, literally, like I've got a client that does $300,000 a year and they're on an ERP, right? Um, I mean, literally the the concepts of ERP, you could even apply to having no revenue and being an Excel, right? It's the ins and outs. Technically, Excel is not an ERP, but... You should scale up to one, um, but, you know, companies that are very, very small, um, even you could even run a small ERP if you had your own one person shop doing $100,000 a year. If you wanted to track everything coming in and out, right, might be too small, um, depending on what the cost benefit is. But if you're if you're over 500,000, definitely if you're over a million, um, everybody should be using uh, an ERP solution. What's uh,
0: what's the issue with QuickBooks I actually use QuickBooks in my in my business oh you do
1: um it's just not it's just not um very scalable um and it becomes really expensive to switch when you do so if you're if you don't plan on getting like crazy huge and you don't want to go from 1 million to 50 million probably isn't a problem because you can manage it but for these companies a lot of companies that I'm working with that are doing like 25 30 million dollars and they're still on QuickBooks it's just like you know they're it's kind of the wild west, like you can do whatever you want in QuickBooks. Um, it's not really Gap compliant in terms of like just being able to change things. So for for small organizations, it's fine, but for people looking to scale, um, I, just, I just wouldn't advise it. And I recommend just going straight to Business Central because you could take your business from zero to a hundred million um, on a tool like Business Central. One of the most common uh, projects I used to do would be QuickBooks to BC. So it's just like something that you always see people wanting to upgrade. Um, from. So it's just like, okay, I like new business owners, I just tell them, just skip that phase and come straight to, to a business central or something similar. Because um, if you did want to switch, right, it's very expensive to switch. Most of the projects that I do for switching someone from QuickBooks to business central are anywhere in the realm from a hundred thousand to $200,000 um, in professional service fees typically.
0: Okay. And what are the benefits of business central over QuickBooks?
1: Um, more automation, more compliance, uh, more of an enterprise feel, kind of like you were saying. Um, so just geared towards bigger companies. And really the, the big thing is audit compliance and, and gap compliance as well. Um, just more stringent accounting rules that you should follow and you're technically required to follow that <laughs> QuickBooks doesn't necessarily follow.
0: Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um and is this applicable to all businesses? Uh like any sort from manufacturing to software to service businesses, everybody, everybody under the sun can use it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, most of our client demographic just seems to be manufacturers, distributors, field service type companies, just because that's who Microsoft kind of puts their marketing dollars into, it seems, for their tools. Um, but it can be applied to anybody. There's companies that do not-for-profit segments um, that specifically focus on Business Central, a lot of professional service, like I'm a professional services firm and I use Business Central since it's what I know. Um, and we've built a lot of time time tracking and product management type capabilities um, within Business Central. So uh, yeah, again, and I know I keep talking about that, but there's a lot of good tools out there. So I'd just say getting on something that's reputable um, for kind of either that that middle market or that enterprise level. The nice thing about a lot of these tools is the prices are price per user. So if you're a small company, you only have one or two users, might only be 50 to $200 a month for licensing. And then when you have 30 people in 10 years, um, you can, it's just kind of scales with you. So it's not this big cost like it was historically uh, for like all these on-premise solutions. By being in the cloud, uh, it allows you to scale as your business scales, which is, is just really nice.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, when when your clients come to you, uh, what are the typical problems that you're solving for them?
1: So it's typically mostly the,
0: the QuickBooks to the ERP um, changeover?
1: <laughs> yeah, typically it's they've outgrown um, the functionality that they they currently have in their system, or they just want to clean everything up because since, you know, they're they may not have the rules and regulations in place and they can kind of do whatever they want, it makes reporting more difficult as well, right? If you can just put anything you want in account number field or anything you want in a description field, right? It makes it harder to report and build standardized data and standardized processes a lot of times. So it's usually a combination of both. Usually the data is pretty bad, honestly, and we've got to clean it up. And then also they want to revamp their processes and the integrations that they're going to be using uh, to become more uh, in that direction of of enterprise, right? A lot of times they're looking to grow and they're looking to grow fast, and they know whatever they're on today. Um, and you'd be surprised. I had one recently that literally was just running a few million dollars of business in Excel downloads from their bank statement. It's like you know you get you get everything under the sun. Um, but the big thing at the end of the day, right, is from an audit and tax perspective as well. If you're trying to run things in in Excel, let's say, and you're doing a million dollars a year, and you give that to your CPA you're you're going to pay thousands of dollars in in CPA fees just to have them dig through it, right? Whereas last year when I filed my taxes, I clicked the button, sent my report to my guy, and he was like, "Okay, I know like didn't cost me anything barely to file my taxes because he didn't have to dig through anything. I just gave him what he needed." Um so I think that's a big benefit as well, right? Audit exposure for companies that are growing when you get into that 2 to 5 million up to 10 million range, you're a lot more likely to get audited than if you're under a million, so being audit ready because um, audits are never fun. Uh, being audit ready is is huge because as a as a business owner, I know if I came and got audited and I had to take a few days off to work with you know these folks to run through that, um, it would put me very behind. So having a clean system, I would be more than willing if somebody came. Okay, here's everything, you know, nothing to hide. Here's all of our financial statements in a clean ledger, subledger, to general ledger. It's all tied out and it ties to our bank and. Here you go, right? It's nice and clean. So that that for me is the peace of mind as well, knowing that you you're not just kind of band-aiding everything. Um, and again, if you're if you're growing slow five, 10% a year, I think it's maintainable. But if you're really trying to double every year, um, then you know having a good system in place definitely is is key.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, having good systems in general, right? Wherever whatever it is, ERP or otherwise is mm-hmm. uh, the only way to really to scale. Uh, You mentioned automations. And of course, I'm um, being in in marketing and digital marketing. uh, Automation is also a big piece, of course, of what we do. So what kind of, uh, so it piqued my interest. So what kind of automations do you typically help your clients with?
1: Yeah, so a handful of what we do is with automating reporting and analytics and things like that. So CFOs and controllers and VPs of finance and things like that, um, even warehouse managers and people who are dealing with production type things as well can go in and quickly see all their data, right? So they don't have to spend two hours every morning running the report, looking at it, doing all this, right? Trying to get it on one succinct screen or a few screens that you can kind of tab through. Uh, Automating that is very helpful for leadership type people. And then we've also built a lot of automation tools that help with just day to day activities, right? So on an accounts receivable perspective with your customers, we've built tools that help automate sending of invoices, sending of statements at the end of the month, sending automatic reminders if uh, invoices seven days overdue, right? Send a reminder saying, Hey, it's overdue. Every seven days, send it to them until they pay it, right? So we've built things like that, that not only increase efficiency, but also ultimately help in that case, bring down your your day sales outstanding, which is a metric in, in accounting to show how quickly your customers are paying you, right? So pairing, operational efficiencies with true cash flow metrics has also helped us really articulate the value to clients because it's saying, hey, we're not just automating stuff to automate to say, hey, you can work faster, which is sometimes hard to quantify. It's no, we're actually bringing in cash at a you know 20%, 30% more efficient clip, which that's a lot easier to say, okay, if you're doing $10 million a year, $12 million a year, let's say, make it easy, do a million dollars a month, that 20%, It you know that's real money. That's getting two hundred thousand dollars much quicker every single month, which allows you to reinvest and really really grow your business. So a lot of a lot of our tools either are visibility type or automation in terms of end user you know person clicking the buttons and working through it on a day to day basis make their job more efficient so that they don't have to stay till eight p.m. every night right so that they can truly work in eight to five or so which I know is kind of like unrealistic these days it seems. Um, but, you know, trying to get back to that, uh, point so that people can be more efficient and for, for owners and hiring managers, it's hard to find good people. So the less people we have to staff, uh, the easier it becomes, right. By making it more efficient, it's better. It's better for the entire organization.
0: Right, right, right. Um, of course you've mentioned ERP is a tool. What are some other tools or one tool that you use that's critical in your business besides of course an ERP, because that's, sounds very critical.
1: Yeah, so I have a lot of things that feed into it, and that's what's critical for me, right? I've got AP automation tools that feed again. Everything for me is going to feed in. So I've got an AP automation tool that somebody sends me an invoice, it scans it, it sends it right into my system, so I know what the invoice is and I can go pay it. Right? My most my most used one is probably my timekeeping tool, um, which is called Clockify. Anybody can buy it. There's a free version out there. It has nothing to do with ERP. It's just a time tool. We've built an integration to integrate to Business Central, but Um, What this tool does is it allows all of the people on my team to quickly and easily enter their time because that's one of the main ways that we're generating revenue, right? Is working for our clients, charging by the hour and then billing them back. So having an efficient way to enter that time and record it and then bill it back out to clients is crucial to me. Um, And the bigger thing is that everyone hates entering their time. So they've made it really easy to integrate directly to your Outlook calendar. So for any call, I can quickly go at the end of the day and just click through them um, as to what was billable, what was not, what client it was for. So like, for example, this call, right? I've got it on my calendar. I could just go click on it really quick and just say admin activity, right? And then it's just going to put it in my admin bucket saying we spent some time chatting and I could put notes on it if I wanted, right? I'm going to put notes on my client facing activities. Um, but that, that tool has been a lifesaver because it's helped improve how fast I can collect time gives me dashboarding and metrics internally to that tool to see, what our trends are up and down over holidays and weekends and things like that. And then ultimately have a quick kind of integration or report that I can run to make sure that that time then is getting uh, allocated out to our clients so that, you know, I've got payroll to pay. So I got to have some way to fund that. Right. And that's that funding comes through the time that we're spending with our clients.
0: Yeah, we use Clockify too on our, our, you know, internal system uh, in our internal business as well. Yeah, that's Uh, amazing. You know, internally having our our team members track their time, just yeah, so that we're aware of like how much time we're spending on a client and how much time we're spending on administrative, you know, or internal projects for our own company. Like for example. Uh, you know, like if we do marketing for ourselves, right? We market our agency. That's obviously still time that we use and resources that we use. But then, how much time are we spending to, towards that? Um, so, yeah, it's been uh, Clockify has been very helpful in um, allowing us to better understand where our time is spent, uh, and yeah, are we charging our clients enough <laughs> based on how much time we're spending with them? Um, so um, it's been it's been very helpful. Um, so we've talked a lot about um, automation on uh, on this podcast or this episode, um, and just wanted to get a sense. Um, one of our last questions is, is uh, "What is your prediction for the industry?" And perhaps that's maybe related to automation and how that's going to change the future of work, or whatever is top of mind for you for the for the prediction.
1: Yeah, I think the big, I mean, two big things I'm seeing is number one is the the shift to cloud, right? So I think any new like when I talk to my friends and people who are starting businesses that, that are colleagues of mine, right? Like anybody who's starting a new business, they're going straight to cloud, right? Like that's that's what's online. That's what's advertised. That's, you know, if you, if you search for something and you search for a tool, everything's gonna be cloud-based now. So I think we're seeing a huge push to cloud-based systems, but then also there's so like, I mean, every other company that wasn't started in the last five years, right? More likely than not, they're probably on an on-premise solution still, because I feel like in the last, five years ago or six years ago is really when that big cloud push started. So I think for me, my biggest prediction is all the influx of people that are going to be trying to migrate from their on-premise solutions to to these new cloud solutions and finding the right mix of people to do so, right? Because I mean, that's what I do every single day, but there's only so many consultants or people who are focused on that versus how many companies need to go. So I think there is going to be a bottleneck. And if I was like, if I could go back in time, or if I was in high school right now looking for something to study in college, like I would study finance, accounting, and and technology, because I think that mix of things, there's so much potential for um, those careers and and really cloud-based careers in finance, accounting, and operations that are going to be coming forward that we're going to, I mean, everyone's going to need more people to help support all these types of things. So if I had a crystal ball, um, I mean, I I did it, so I think I'm in the right spot, luckily, (laughs) right? But that would, be, that would be my biggest prediction is this only to 10x over the next you know 7 or so years. I know just from my perspective on what I'm doing for our tool, there's like, like 25,000 people, I think, on it. Right now, they're predicting by 2030 that there's going to be 100,000 people on it just because of the sheer number of people who need to move. And this being the main migration path, right? And then throw all the automation on top of that with... I mean, we're not getting into any of the chat GPT stuff yet, but there's like small talks about it. And there's some programs with Microsoft to get that integrated. I think you still need somebody who knows the industry knowledge rather than just the machine to tell you what to do. But I think there are things that those, you know, tools can definitely help automate that. You know, we used to have um, like, unfortunately like interns and people like that doing so like I, but you still need the interns and the associates to like grow the company. up. So that's my biggest piece where I'm like, I don't know how that's all going to work because a lot of those jobs are the ones you can automate. But if you automate them all in five years, everybody's going to be screwed because nobody's going to be able to do that work because you don't have, nobody has the experience anymore. Right. So that's that's my prediction. We'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, I think the cloud push is, is my main prediction that we're already starting to see.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's how uh, for our agency business, which has been on for 10 years, we we, I mean, I started it all in the cloud because I was like, I don't even know anything about on-premise solutions. I just yeah. know that there's Dropbox and Google Drive. And exactly. um, so when COVID happened for us that we've been remote since the beginning of time, it was like, oh, just another day because everything's in the cloud. So I think um, uh, definitely having that, you know, foresight on your end where you're like, there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of companies moving over to the cloud in the, in the future or the near future, I think totally makes sense. Yeah.
1: Well, it's funny, too, because like I started my career working on on-premise ERP solutions. And then as soon as the cloud push came out, I was like, I need to do that. <laughs> I don't, yeah. don't want to do this on-premise stuff anymore because I don't think it's going to go away. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, it's it's been fun. It's, it changes like every day, though, so it's, it's tough to keep up with sometimes. But it's definitely, right. definitely keeps you on your toes.
0: <laughs> that makes sense. Well, awesome. Thank you so much. The last question is, how can our audiences get in touch with you if they have any questions?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd say the easiest way is to go to my LinkedIn, uh, Ben Cole um, at ERP Connect. That's probably the easiest way to find me because Ben Cole is probably a pretty searchable name. Um, Otherwise, our website, uh, bctoolbox.com has everything else on there and you can find me through there as well. But I'm very active on LinkedIn. So I'd say that's the preferred method to reach out to me. Uh, Or you can always call me 214-433-0923 if you got any questions.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. Really nice to have you here and chat more about automation. One of my favorite topics, of course. Uh, So I really appreciate you being here.
1: Absolutely. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me.